0: and my name is Crystal Andres Morisset. Excited to be here. I am excited for a new year. I'm excited for what this year is going to bring. Um I feel like, you know, 2020 was a well, we worldwide. It doesn't like I always think that's what's so amazing and not only because I have a podcast that can reach anyone in the world, but because I have the number one empowerment coach certification school in the world, exclusively for women on Google worldwide. And we've never paid for a Google ad, but I always find it amazing because this is global. Our school is global. My work is global. Uh, This podcast is global. And I always find it amazing that I get to support women from countries and cultures and communities from all over the world and the biggest thing that i would say that i have learned over these last 20 years of doing this work is that we are so much more alike than we are different um you know even even as women even our ages you'd be shocked at how much more alike we are than different (laughs) a 25 year old And a 50-year-old, you might say, wow, you mean you're feeling those things? I would like to believe, I do believe, that our younger generation of women are figuring it out faster. Why? Because they've been given the information younger. They have more opportunities younger. They are fiercer. Uh, Yeah, I know, they also have to deal with social media. And, for example, with me, I didn't have social media, but, you know, For me social media is a really positive thing i have i have friends that i would consider like dear dear close friends that when i think about it oh my god we've never met (laughs) we've literally built this extraordinary friendship or relationship or connection all on social media all over the last 10 years with facebook so i'm not going to poo poo on social media i think that if you let social media become something that is your place of comparison if it's the place where you're posting things and you're looking for the likes and you're you're desperate to face tune yourself or you're you're not liking, or you're i think all of that can be really detrimental it can be really hard on us but if we can use social media especially with what's happened in 2020 with this global pandemic i you know i was laying in bed this morning and I was thinking, damn, why didn't I get that Sway launch, the Sway Network TV that I uh, was really working on hardcore in in 2018? Uh, but you know, life gives us different things and moves us in different directions. And Sway, simply woman accredited yoga, was more than the yoga that I was building. It, it's a network that um, became would be a centralized hub for teachers from all over the world. That were interested in healing and um, yoga and meditation, and um, then I started thinking, well, geez, it doesn't have to just be yoga teachers that have their own classrooms, like Zoom, but in one spot where everyone has their own classroom, where people can come in, but almost like um, almost like YouTube, but live teaching classes. Anyways, I'm still. I was laying there this morning and thinking, I knew what I knew, and I knew that there was going to come a time when that you know we might not be able to and you know the only way I could explain it back then from like I had people saying why would people want to do yoga online and I had to use theories like this well a lot of women have PTSD and they don't they feel very they want to exercise or do yoga or meditate in the safety of their own home I know that when I was becoming a certified yoga teacher and I I went through to get my 500 hours um, through the Yoga Alliance and it was one of the most traumatic experiences of my life. When you've been traumatized and you don't even know that you haven't fully healed something and you're laying quietly in a room in the dark meditating and someone moves around you, it can jolt you, it can scare you. And I, from my own experience... Um, realized how many times I was triggered over and over in a yoga class with other people around me with my eyes closed Um, so I would say it back then well this provides women with a safe place to do this work I knew the powerful healing that was happening with women through my school the SWAT Institute simply woman accredited trainer like sway it's SWAT but we're the new special weapons and tactical that are going to heal the world one woman at a time. And I know that I'm still going to launch that Sway Network. Um, I've spent a lot of money putting the IT and the background and the business plan together for it. But timing is everything. And I had so many naysayers saying no one would want this Ha <laughs> ha until 2020 came along. And everybody said, wow, we're going to have to learn how to do things differently in the world. So I do wanna say that 2021 is another new way of doing things in the world. And one of the sort of um, mantras that I've uh, used for at least 15 years and said, and I will give credit to the first person I ever heard say it, and it was actually Ellen, goodness, what's her last name? She was dating Wayne Dyer. She was young. And she was dating Wayne Dyer back in like, oh, I'm gonna say 2003, four. And um, Wayne would go on stage and say, when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. But it was always Ellen. <laughs> Little 25 year old Ellen would say, you know, when you change the way you look at things, the things you'd look at change. And then Wayne Dyer would go on and anyways, there's always a great woman behind the man. Um, in any case, that's sort of the essence of what empowerment coaching is uh, we it's not that we we pivot out of emotions it's not that we want to distract ourselves from something painful. what it is is that we allow ourselves to look at that situation exactly through the lenses that we're in right now and We're able to really look at, and as a coach, I'm able to listen to the words, the energy, the feelings, the story, the way that my client is telling this story to herself and to me. And we're almost able to, to, um, with discernment. be able to realize that there is a perspective that she's seeing this through and when you change the way you look at things the things you look at change but if you don't know how to change the way you're looking at this from a higher perspective and we literally do it one perspective at a time well but okay we might be telling that story to ourselves and to the world and to our mind and to our body through the lenses of guilt Something might have happened that we felt really badly about. Something might have happened that we feel ashamed about. Something might have happened that we wish was different, if it could just be different. And for many of us, we feel almost guilty that we couldn't do it the way we were taught or instructed or encouraged to do it. And we feel badly. Mothers feel badly a lot. It's called mother guilt, and it's illegitimate for most of us because we've done the damn best job we can. But there's all kinds of other ways we feel guilty. We might feel guilty if we couldn't get pregnant because were we're so taught as women that we should be able to get pregnant. We might feel guilty because we got divorced. We might feel guilty because we took that course and we didn't actually finish it or we took that program, or we took that something and we don't enjoy it, we might feel guilty that we got married to someone and we realize we don't even love them. And we feel guilty that we should be happier. We might even feel guilty that we have so much to be grateful for, and yet we're not, and we have tremendous guilt, So even that, I wouldn't say to a woman if I started coaching her and I could hear, man, this woman is dripping in guilt. I wouldn't go, you have a lot of guilt. I would listen to her, meet her where she's at. And through a series of processes and interventions, I would help her see that story one lens higher. And the lens that would be higher than guilt would be, well, who do you blame for this? And most women aren't given permission to blame someone. I mean, That's going to be part of your homework. That's going to help you get, get clearer. That's going to help you become more empowered is telling yourself the truth. And then I'd move them higher and I'd allow them to grieve the should have beens and the could have beens and the ought to have beens. And I would move them then higher to another perspective. Well, let's look at this story now through the lenses of fear. What are you afraid of? What are you afraid might never happen? What are you afraid might happen? What And that woman might say, I don't even know what I'm afraid of. It's just the unknown It just doesn't align with what I thought it was gonna be and I'm afraid. Okay, we don't have to do anything with that fear That's just a perspective. What if you weren't afraid? Let's look at it through that perspective now You don't have to do anything, but just what if you weren't afraid and then why don't we look at it through the perspective of anger? Why don't we actually look at it through the perspective of I'm so angry that this happened okay now let's look at it through the perspective of pride and dignity if you had so much pride and dignity and you were to tell that story through a different perspective well what if we were to tell that story you get what I'm saying so it's not that we just switch someone but we because you can't sustain that shift anyways you couldn't take someone from guilt and then say "Well, what if you just loved yourself I know that's what a lot of people want to do and that's where um, some coaches want to just shift you to a really high perspective and then they wonder why you can't sustain it. It's sort of like sometimes we go to these one day workshops, which we're not getting a lot of those anymore in the world, but you go in in the morning and you feel like shit and then you leave and you're on a high and you're jumping around and you're, you're cheering in the air and you're like come home and you're on a high. And then four days later you hit a low. Well, that's because you have no clue how to sustain that shift that's part of what empowerment coaching is, is 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 step by step and sometimes the shifts click boom 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 faster and you go oh my god yes i get it it makes 100 percent sense now oh my god how did i not see that well because we don't see the truth when we're disempowered and sometimes we don't even know we're disempowered when we're disempowered There's a great acronym that I've used in many of my books for the word denial. Didn't even notice I am lost. We actually don't even know sometimes that things are not good until we get angry enough to take some action, to have some pride and dignity and courage to do what we got to do to get ourselves in a better place. And then we look back and go, oh my God, how was I putting up with that? I didn't even see it. I didn't even know there was a better way until there's, you're in a better way. So when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. It's a pretty simple statement, but it's pretty layered. In any case, I would love to do some coaching with you today. If you're on our private conference line, uh, all you have to do is press star 2 to put you in the queue. And there's actually a few of you today. So I would love for you to press star 2 to put you in the queue. Um, so that I can do some coaching with you privately, like anonymously is a better way to say it. There's, it's me and you one-on-one. All you got to do is share your first name. You don't have to share where you're from. You don't even share what country you're from. You don't have to share anything you don't want to share. Um, and even if you don't want to share your true first name, just give me a name (laughs) and we'll go from there. Um, and, and I would love to be able to support you. Like I said, 2021 is a big year. It's at the beginning of the year. Am I someone to do new year's resolutions? Well, I've always been someone that's always resolving something, <laughs> like I'm always journaling and figuring things out and working through things, and so I, I always am, I'm always checking in with myself and my map of empowerment and asking myself the truth: What do I feel under the surface? If it didn't make me a bad woman, if it didn't make me a bad mother, if it didn't make me a bad wife, if it didn't make me a bad daughter, if it didn't make me a bad employee, employee, not employee, if it didn't make me a bad employer, if it didn't make me a bad teacher, coach, human being, and I got to feel whatever I feel, and it didn't make me bad for feeling this, what do I feel? That was always my first step, what do I feel? And then based on what I feel, I know where to begin in helping me ask. It's amazing that in my own journal, I can ask myself questions that I would ask a client, And in my own journal, I answer back to that wise question. It doesn't matter who is asking the question. And I allow my own inner wisdom right back to me. And it's amazing how I can shift myself now to higher levels of consciousness um, in the matter of a couple of minutes in the morning. Sometimes it takes longer because the event or the crisis or the problem or the situation is bigger or more traumatic, or triggering, and I have to do more around it, but I always know there is always a way, and sometimes it takes a bit of time, to climb back up into the higher levels of consciousness, where I am speaking the truth, hearing the truth, uh, living my truth, and my truth is true to me, it's when I'm in alignment with my real self, my true self, And your truth is your truth Um, and there is no one there is no truth when it comes to being a human being but there is truths in the world like like two plus two is four like it doesn't matter if someone came along and said I know but you know that two plus three two plus two is five no but it isn't but that isn't the truth or if you were to look up at the sky and it were blue you The truth is it's blue. Now, it could be all different shades of blue. Now, if you were colorblind, it might look a little purplier or it might look grayer. Um, But that's still the truth. There's still truth to what we see. You couldn't go, no, the sky is, um, well, actually on a sunset or a sunrise, you could say, well, the sky is. That's the point. There are certain things that are opinions and there are certain things that are factual. I'm not talking about changing our perspective and twisting the truth, factual things to make them work for us. But it's helping us be able to look at situations and ask ourselves, what if I'm wrong? Like, what could that do for me? What if I'm wrong about that? What if there is another way to look at that? that could give me more peace or more confidence or more joy, more happiness. And what if I could not only look at it that way, I could actually begin to believe that maybe I've learned something incorrectly and there's another way to do it. And the other way might not take as long as I think. It might not be as hard as I think. and and that's really what empowerment is and as an empowerment coach my job and i love it is to meet you where you're at let you tell this story exactly as you see it because it might it's your truth Um, and then helping you to see how you could either do it differently or look at it differently to get you in a better place. It's all about you. So we're gonna to go to our phone lines. Um, I see some familiar faces. I see Ellen, I see Katie, I see Angelica. So I'm just gonna to go to the phone lines and maybe we're gonna have time to do a few coaching calls today. If not, I'm gonna open it up first for Katie. Hey Katie, how are you?
1: Hey, I'm good, how are you? Good,
0: I know the name now. I see you in the queue and I'm like, there she is. Katie, how are you? Happy New year? I know we did some coaching uh back in the fall, September or October somewhere around there, and prior to that, we did coaching about fifteen years ago, <laughs> and I think I remember yes. you there. so Katie, catch <laughs> yep. me up how are you, Happy new year, and what's happening for you today?
1: um I'm actually doing um pretty good i you know started the um p e c c program back in September, yep. And I'm getting ready to do my own coaching calls. Yeah, uh, my practice calls. I'm like, oh, ah, I can't believe we're here, but I, I'm getting myself together for it. Um, so, just for yeah, anyone I'm that's doing, listening, I'm,
0: I'm just gonna interrupt for a quick second, Katie. For anyone that's listening, mm-hmm. we called it PEC. It called P-E-C-C. Called a personal empowerment coach certification. So, Katie is also a nurse um, in, in her day job. And she signed up in the fall to become a certified empowerment coach for the SWAT Institute. So there's a bunch of assignments and lessons and videos that you watch. And then you get ready to do your actual mentorship coaching calls. And Katie, I will tell you that I'm working on something right now. I'm actually going to pull it up. And I hope that it's going to come fast. Hold on. Let me see if I can pull this document up fast. I actually sent it to my daughter yesterday and she was like, I I said, you don't have to read this right now, but it's my next idea. So I will tell you that, and let's see if this will pop open quickly. One of the, one of the ways to master something, and I was reading an article yesterday on, it's a little bit heavy. And of course my, yeah, here it's opening. I was reading an article yesterday on Einstein and how he learned physics and and not to get into the heaviness of it but but the article broke down the nine sort of the nine essential steps or things that how Einstein learned best and what Einstein learned and taught and as I was reading I was thinking oh my gosh this isn't just how to learn physics this is how to awaken your creative genius this is how to become great at anything this is what a brilliant way to learn and so I actually wrote down the nine steps and then thought, oh my God, I'm going to, I'm going to do a webinar called how to access your creative genius or something like that. And I'm going to break it down into these nine steps, but make them my own so that, but I always acknowledge when I've learned something from somewhere. In any case, let me pull these up because one of the things you just said, and I, I want to tell you about practicing, come on, come on, my little thing opening up, um, is <laughs> doing it and I've said this for so long. Learning something in a classroom or reading something in theory and doing it are two completely different things. And real real wisdom and becoming amazing at something can never be taught in a book or in a classroom or taking a course. What where it really comes from is is it, it, this is one of the nine things Einstein said learning comes from solving hard problems not attending class the second thing he said is you really know something when you can prove it yourself when you can actually do those 30 coaching calls and you it will change everything here's what is amazing his third thing was intuition matters more than equations thinking requires a quiet space and deep focus these are all literally how i live my life Understand the idea through a thought experiment. So the thought experiment means like walking it through in your head over and over to completion. Start seeing yourself in your mind, seeing this, walking it through to completion. And with him, he's talking obviously about an equation, like walk it through in your head before you, but you've done, you're doing this. So I want to say kudos to you. Um, you're, you know, you're also on the front line as a nurse, um, you know, working with people in this global pandemic, but you're also, you've gone back to school. You're, you've learned all the stuff through the classes and through our assignments and all of that, but where you're really going to master this is, is, is getting on the phone and doing this with other women, helping them shift in consciousness and helping them solve some of those hard problems. So, I just want to say by the end of your 30 calls, you're going to feel so confident. It's going to be amazing. I just want to assure you Yay. of that. Okay, <laughs> Crystal talks a lot. Now back to Katie.
1: <laughs> um yeah, I I don't know. I, I am doing I am feeling in such a a good place right now despite what happened the other day in the, in my area of the world. But yeah. um <laughs> yeah. Katie, I, I have I- to say like a lot of the um things that I've just learned too and, and applying what we're learning has like really helped shift me at work and even in my marriage. I have a good marriage, but listening to some of the coaching calls in the 7, I'm like Oh my gosh, I'm doing mother energy. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I'm doing daughter energy. <laughs> and I literally just had a call with a doctor who's notorious for being very difficult. And I was like, I'm going into this in woman energy. Yay. How can I do that? And I literally just had one of the best calls. He was being difficult, but I wasn't like resisting it for once. So I just have to say,
0: yay, it worked! Yay! <laughs> Katie so, so because I, I have a really great memory, I also remember mm-hmm. back at our call in September or October I, I suck at dates, but I remember people and I remember what they say to me. So I remember one of the mm-hmm. things you were going through was you had gone through years of in vitro and really, mm-hmm. really had it had taken a toll on you emotionally not being able to get pregnant. And just the way you felt, even in your family unit with your, like, your not your husband, but with, I think it's a sister and a mother, your mother. I'm, I'm totally yeah. on memory. I didn't write any of this down. Yeah. I don't have notes to this. Um, but how are you doing now? And I also remember you saying, I'm drinking a little too much wine at the end of the day, and I don't know why. Yeah. And I was like, well, I know why. <laughs> because... That's a lot of emotions you don't want to feel on top of working in yeah. a hospital through a pandemic. So, tell me how you're doing with all yeah. of that now too. I love just having a recap.
1: I'm doing a lot better. I um I worked through um a lot of that too after our call. I did some letters. I I feel like the anger and the resentment I felt towards you know, my sister and my mother has dropped. Mhm. And, um, I can kind of, or
0: channeled, channeled, Yeah, you've channeled it into yeah. action. You're channeling it into your yeah. assignments, your courses, your coaching, your greatness.
1: Yeah. And I, it, it, it really did help the, um, you know, going through that. And now I can like talk to them and I don't have like a chip on my shoulder.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know what I mean? That's already sitting there when I'm getting ready. When to you change to
0: the way you look at people, the people you look at change. <laughs>
1: yeah yeah so i I feel a lot better about it, and I also just feel like i when i I think at deep loss, I felt that I was not gonna be a mother, and that was yeah. taken, and I wouldn't be able to feel that, and I just feel like a sense of purpose again,
0: yay, yeah, because you're so important, you Katie, is important and and your life matters, not just your ability to have a baby matters but you just you right. you right. matter your life matters your wisdom matters your needs matter your joy matters your per, your life and what you're gonna do and and what you're gonna the passions and the purpose of your and the clarity you're creating around wait a second here you know it's different it's totally different um and completely but i i want just to give you a parallel differently but like when my kids left home there was a sense I went through, I didn't even know I was going through it until I was no longer in it where I realized I was going through a bit of a, I know they call it like the, I it, I didn't feel like I had empty nest syndrome. I had been there, done that, got the t-shirt. I guess it's over from, I turn, turned 50 last year. Um, I almost started falling into a, well, I can just drink wine every night and get a little chubby and feel a little tired and My job is done. Now I just can, like, you know, eat bonbons and lay by the pool. And that, you really lose. There's something that happened to me. You can almost fall into a bit of a depression in a spoiled way, you know? Um, So I I get the what now? What now? What's going to give me purpose now? I'm so happy I've reawakened, too. I've reawakened around the same time you reawakened because I've got a fire back under my ass. and. I'm ready to rock the next second half of my life. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I'm definitely feeling that too. It's, it so, feels good. So, what are it you going like to do? I have energy again. Yeah, it's energy,
0: but that's that you just nailed it. With this whole work that we're doing, yep. we call it emotions, we call it empowerment. It's just really energy. I got energy again. Mm-hmm. I got a little pep in my step again. I got a little dance, a little prance in my dance. I feel good. I'm back in the game. I'm not waiting on the sidelines for some coach or somebody to give me permission to be happy and get in the game and live my own life. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, what are you up to? What's hap- what are you going to do? What's 2021 going to bring? Um,
1: 2021 is going to bring. I've already started talking talking to my husband about how I can set up a coaching practice and what room I want to make into a an office and. Yeah, um, I have a million ideas running around my head of, you know, what women, not what women I want to target, but, you know, like yeah. the fertility thing speaks a lot about oh. like oh. nurses. So Katie, I, I feel kind of it.
0: Just like, oh my I God. I have
1: ideas, and Katie. it just feels like my mind's swirling in a good way.
0: Yeah, I love the swirling, and, and don't think that is overwhelmed. Think that is like, I actually percolate. Sometimes for months and nobody, nobody in my outer world, like my, even my daughter, who's my assistant, my husband who works in our company, they don't even fully know what I'm planning, but I'm, cause I, I can't articulate it yet because it's so big and it's so exciting and it sounds wacko. Um, so I just let it swirl and swirl and swirl and swirl. And then I will tell like two days ago, I said to my husband, Oh, so this is what I'm doing now. And he was like, what? When did you decide that? I go about 15 minutes ago. He goes, Oh, you're so you just made. But what I did, forgot to say is, well, I've actually been deciding it for three months. I just haven't <laughs> said it out loud until 15 t- now. And I actually finalized the decision in my brain 15 minutes ago. So it's happening. <laughs> and then once I've decided, so that's why I think it's great that you're saying it's all percolating in my head. Um, that's all great that's all part of it's exactly what Einstein would say in fact let me give you the nine steps let me go back to them let let me go down I actually made my little side notes here we go here are the nine steps are you ready Katie let me find it it I'm ready all right here's mine I wrote what a great idea for new webinar the nine best ways to turn on your creative genius one learning comes from solving hard problems not attending class and here's my little sidebar You have to do it. You have to get into action period. Two, you really know something when you can prove it yourself. He wrote and I said when you can and this is the truth like for example when you can actually get on a coaching call when you can fully explain and articulate what you do you will feel more confident about yourself and confidence is everything. Three, intuition matters more than equations and all I wrote as my sidebar is you have to trust yourself. It really does come down to that. Like you letting this percolate in your brain, ideas swirling around. This is your intuition. Four, he says, thinking requires a quiet space and deep focus. And I would say you need time alone to do exactly what you're doing, letting all those ideas swirl around. You need time alone to write, create, think, draw, feel, sing, dance, whatever is your thing five this is what he says is how to actually learn physics and i'm like no this is how to tap into your creative genius five understand ideas through thought experiments and what i wrote to that is just walk it through in your head over and over to completion six overturn common sense he says with more common sense and i say poke as many holes into it first to make sure it still floats seven insights come from friendly walks that's when I would say my best ideas come with movement so going for a walk in the morning and or even I'm I now like since because it's cold I have a little breakfast tray I hook up onto my treadmill and I will even put my computer my laptop sitting on top of that breakfast tray while I'm walking and even if I'm watching a damn episode of the crown I will stop 10 minutes in and go oh my god And I've had to learn how to like um, talk into my phone while I'm walking and then so that I don't stop. Because back in the day, I would get these ideas while I was out walking or running and I would stop and race back to my computer and start working again. I wouldn't let myself give myself the full hour. Whereas (laughs) now I'm like... You just just have something handy because the best ideas come with movement. Being in the physical flow. You have to connect with your body because it is your conduit of consciousness. That brain where you're thinking all these thoughts is sitting inside an organ and it's sitting inside your head, which is part of your body. And that movement comes. Um, number eight, be rebellious. Uh, yeah, yeah you got to give your daughter energy a little space to explore and give your mother energy some much-needed time off. And the final one, number nine, all knowledge starts with curiosity. Katie, that's what's happened for you again. You're curious again. Yay, yes. You're curious again. You're, And I say, keep yep. wondering. And if you become certain about something, ask yourself, but what if I'm wrong? What could that mean? So... Katie, kudos to you, it's percolating, it's swirling, you've allowed yourself to be curious again again about life, about yourself, about your dreams, about your desires, about your passions and your purpose, and I say keep wondering and keep dreaming, um, and as soon as you become so certain that something isn't going to work, ask yourself, but what if I'm wrong, and what if this, or what if this is exactly what it's supposed to be? And I had an idea that it was supposed to be differently. But what if this is exactly the way it was supposed to unfold for me to be Katie? Yeah. And for you to do the work you're supposed to do in the world. So let's talk about just one more time. And then I'm going to go to Ellen because I see Ellen's raised her hand. Yeah. Um. So Katie, tell me again, like, how, what do you see yourself doing with women who have troubles with in vitro? With nurses, talk to me. You said a little something there. I just want you to get a little more clarity. Yeah.
1: both of them. So with fertility, um, I really feel like that women can go down in shame. That's where I live yep. a long time. And I really think the medical world, you know, brings that with the statistics. And I think that women can become pregnant by being, by becoming – or not even pregnant, just what. What path they need to go on, whether it's natural pregnancy or whatever, but doing it in an empowered place, which is imp- not what the fertility world absolutely breathes right
0: now. Absolutely. So, okay, Katie, I gotta tell you this. Nurse, but- I wanna tell you one funny mm-hmm. thing. So, my daughter's yeah. on the phone, and she'll be like, "Mom." Anyways, um, <laughs> <laughs> she will. But anyways, my husband and I had sex a little, a couple days ago, and my husband goes, "Oh my god." <laughs>
2: What well, are you ovulating?
0: <laughs> Could you get pregnant? And I literally had to pull out the things and I go, "Honey, I'm 50. I'm not getting pregnant. The odds are against me. I have less than 1%. And but that but literally what you just said is like we are given these sheets with these odds on it. You're not you can't get pregnant at that. Yeah. You get pregnant at that. If you hit that age, you get pregnant and then there. And, and I literally looked it up and I I read it to Aaron and he was like, Well, that's so shaming and horrible the way that article is written. And I was like, (laughs) yeah, I know. Like it's literally written like once you hit 35, this starts to happen. And once you hit 38, this starts to happen. My God, by the time you're 50, you're a used up old weathered bag of you can't tote nothing. There ain't no baby going to be toted inside that belly. Anyways, um, but I hear you and I love what you're saying. We have to take the shame out of it. You know, we were even talking about quitting drinking and... Or even just moderating, like going through a little like alcohol-free challenge to get some clarity to realize, oh, that thing was getting to be a little too habitual. But even that, I can't believe how much shame is, is yeah. like, especially for women, the shame of saying, "I think I'm drinking a little too much." Wait, wait, wait a second. There's no shame or blame in my game. Hey, like if I'm gonna make some changes, I'm gonna have to tell the truth. Why would you be drinking too much? Well, what does that mean? <laughs> what does that mean? Why would you be drinking too much? Like because because the brain gets wired for relief and alcohol will give your brain relief and who wants to feel pain? And if our brains get wired for a little sip of something that you go, "Oh, I don't feel so pain, much pain." Like so I'm I'm about like I'm all about it doesn't matter whether you're talking about in vitro, addiction, Mm -hmm. um, whatever it is that we're going through, um, shaming a client or shaming a patient, shaming someone for why their body is doing what it's doing or why we're drinking what we're drinking or eating our sugar or smoking our cigarettes or like that is just not the way that we will help someone have a breakthrough and sustain those high levels of consciousness. So I'm so excited to see what you're going to do with your empowerment coaching career.
1: Oh, thank you. Not I'm to mention, about
0: it. you're a great writer. I remember that too. So
1: yes, I think Katie's got a swirling. book coming. I was like, I'm going to write this on the blog, and then I'm going to do this. And my husband's like, woo woo.
0: Oh, and that sounds like my <laughs> like, husband.
1: Write all this down. <laughs> I know my husband though also but, goes yeah. like,
0: Why are you sharing that on social media? <laughs> why are you saying that why do you tell everybody everything like oh well, you know um Aaron, i want you to put an empowerment coaching into google right now guess whose name comes up number one everywhere in the world if i don't have a damn opinion about things and i'm an empowerment coach and i'm actually leading the way like if i'm too afraid to share my opinions about things, for fear that somebody won't like them. How can I possibly empower women to live their truth? So, I applaud you and everything that you're feeling and thinking and percolating. Write it down. All right. <laughs> All right, goddess. I
1: will. Anything, All right. Any any last thought you want to share? So it's great for you.
0: you too. Uh, any anything else you want to share before we jump over to Alan? Uh, no. I think I'm good. Thank Great. you. Thanks, Katie. Happy New Year. You too. Okay, Alan, stay on the line. We're coming to you right now. Let me do a quick. Alan. Yeah. Hey, Alan. How are you?
3: I'm good. How are you? Can you hear me?
0: I can hear you. Happy New Year.
3: Happy New Year to you.
0: Great. How can I support you today? Well,
3: um, hmm. I guess I'm. I, I mean, I'm an empath. Yeah, and I have been feeling the heaviness.
0: Ugh, goodness, I know. Uh,
3: around, and it's just Harm. actually it's, it's at the point of I know it's despair, and mm,
0: uh, yeah,
3: I'm trying to get myself out of it.
0: Okay, well I'm so glad you called in today, and I'm m- like a million percent here with you, and I can fall into those places too. Let's talk about the despair. Tell me about the despair. Tell me about what it feels like and what it feels like in your body.
3: Um well, like I said, it's it's heavy.
0: Very yeah. heavy. Yeah. Um And and we're, tell me, tell just for you, then there's no in my
3: body. Yeah,
0: tell me about what it feels like. It's heavy. Okay. It's
3: it it's a heaviness and it's and it's um Well, it's in my heart, but it's also, I can feel it in the base of my spine. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, Yeah. Your root chakra, the heaviness for this world right now, the The heaviness for our roots. Heart chakra. Yeah, in your heart. And I know there's so much. I
3: think a lot of it has to do with what's happened recently in the States. And Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't even live there. Yeah. but. Just what happened is shocking.
0: On and January sixth, what are you talking yes. about? Yeah. I know.
3: Yeah.
0: I was glued to my it television was shocking
3: and I can't believe it happened. Yeah. I mean I knew it was going to happen. Yeah. I can't say that I, you know, knew exactly, but I knew something was going to break. Yep. And uh and that it just broke your heart. It did. Yeah. It absolutely did, because I just couldn't believe what I saw, because I did watch it, and I couldn't keep my eyes away from watching
0: it. Me too. I was up till 3, 4 in the morning, the Wednesday morning, because I was glued to it. And I've had some people say to me, you're not even American, you're Canadian, why are you so, excuse me, so involved, and why do you post things, And why? and I'm sort of like you, where I'm like, well, first of all, I'm an empath, like you mm-hmm. are. Um, I feel I, I, yeah. and one of the things that I am learning and um, hopefully you're learning because we need to learn this is um, how to witness what's happening and feel those feelings but not become the emotion of despair and that's a hard right. thing to learn but once you learn it then you realize You don't need to take on that energy because, and here's why I'm going to say it. And I, please forgive me if any, if this sounds facetious at all, I don't mean it to. You can't transmute that energy back into love. You're not God. Um, I know you're a conduit. I know you're a conduit of that consciousness, but you taking on the heaviness of the world is only going to hurt you. And I realize that. Yeah. And I have to say that to myself too. It's like sometimes when people, when I'm coaching someone and sometimes my students will say afterwards, how did you not, how did you like, how did you not go drink a bottle of wine when that call was done? Well, sometimes I used to, when I didn't know how to, <laughs> you know, meet someone where they were at and feel the feelings with them and walk them through it, but not let myself fall into it. I've had to master that over the years. I'm not even going to say master learn it and keep applying it so it's this way of feeling what's going on and being consciously aware and and having compassion and empathy and wisdom and reason and truth and 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 recognizing and have you can have your heart broken because of the shock here's what i would also say though is not that we shouldn't because i don't want to guilt us but why are we so shocked? How we knew that was coming. Uh like how yeah. we did know that was coming. We saw, we saw, we've saw these flames of of anger and rage and and uh we've saw it be fanned. We've seen the gasoline being poured on it. How could we not think yeah. something like that was gonna happen? And maybe. Mm-hmm. Like I was saying to Katie, what if this? Because I will tell you something. I don't know about you, Alan, but something massive shifted for me from three o'clock in the afternoon, watching that. In oh, oh my god, what's happening? Is it, are they going to break through the doors? Are they going to kill? Are they like where is this going to? all of a sudden seeing, and I can't believe I'm saying the names because I'm not against a human being, but seeing some of the leaders of the Republican Party like Lindsey Graham from South Carolina stand up and just uh-huh. literally go like, enough! Enough, guys. Like, almost like, and, and I'll tell you, I'll tell you, Ellen, because I've had the opportunity in my blessed life to sit in rooms with top politicians. I'm talking some of some people that ran for president. I've got to be in the room with a woman who's probably up there in the top 3 of the most powerful women in media in the world. I've been uh-huh. I'm yeah. talking about a room with 6 or 7 people. I'm not talking about a room with 6,000. And I've got to right. be in these private conversations. I've I've got to be sometimes in circles that I think how am I sitting in this circle? But I am. And I've also got to sit beside on a plane ride. Uh, someone who used to write the speech for the Prime Minister of Canada is a speechwriter. Right. And I got to learn a lot from all of these different people. And what I, what I learned is it's not this way for the people, for the country. But in those little circles, and I hope that I, well, I might piss someone off by saying this, but mm-hmm. politics at that level, it's a game. It's honestly like a game of tennis it's the it's a game of minds, it's a game of debate, it's a game of of and and some of them, when I say a game, I mean it's their job, but they love it. it's their it's 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 not a game, but it's a game. And what happened on Tuesday when I saw Lindsey Graham, who I thought to myself, that man has probably never had a fist fight in his life. He has probably never experienced well obviously racism sexism now i think he might be gay i can't believe this should i say uh and he might have experienced um homophobia if he's come out i don't even know that he has i shouldn't say that but um but he's married is he married oh well i have this weird feeling in any case i shouldn't say that but i think that guy has probably never experienced fear the way
2: so many women have experienced
0: fear from from yeah. sexual harassment or abuse the way black indigenous people of color have experienced fear yeah. um yeah. and it's for the first time he's been
3: white privileged
0: he's so white privileged yeah. that he probably had his first terrifying what the f that when he came back on that senate floor uh, at ten o'clock or eleven o'clock or midnight, whatever time it was, because I stayed up till three in the morning watching the entire watching the entire count. Um yeah. I felt excited. I saw Mike Pence's face like what the fuck just happened? And I yeah, he saw was like, oh his
3: he was face awakened
0: he was awakened. So I actually felt this sense of like holy shit that had to happen. As terrible, horrible. Why did it have to happen? holy shit, that had to happen for, like, Lindsey Graham to say, enough, enough, guys. Like, we let this fucking game go too far. Excuse my language. We yeah, let no, this it. go too far and it needs to and stop now because we've just let these lunatics storm our house. This isn't police yeah. storming some black person's house in Mississippi. This is a fringe group that just stormed our house on Capitol Hill and they think it's their house. I mean, they literally oh, yeah. think it's their house. They probably I just imagine what their offices look like. They probably, you know, drink brandy in there and smoke cigars like I mean, that's their house. And for the first time I feel like, you know, Mike McConnell, I mean not Mike, um Mitch McConnell and Lindsey Graham and Mike Pence and I think some of these white old white rich men are thinking this thing's gone too far. We got to reel it in. So, Ellen, I want to give you some hope that yeah, mm-hmm. what has happened is a shift, and I feel like I know we're not on the other side of this because systemic racism is systemic racism is what's built North America, Canada included, and oh yeah, um, and finally, but I think
3: I think being in Canada, yep. Yeah. It gives us, in a sense, the more observer position.
0: Well, it does. Of course it does. And
3: and that's where, you know, I've seen it building um, up to where it is, knowing it's going to go there. Yep. uh, Just simply because I'm observing it. I'm not involved in it. Yeah. But yet, but... Yeah, so, like Ellen, like, uh, what you like just it.
0: said, Ellen, what you just said is the wisdom that you're going to live with, even while you're coaching, with everything, we observe and not be in it.
3: Yeah.
0: So, even right now, the heaviness, you have to go into the heaviness in your body and ask it, like, if I could give this an emotion, what would it be called? And you have called it despair, sorrow, yeah. sadness.
3: Yeah.
0: Who do you blame? Who do you blame? And it doesn't, there's no right or wrong and you, and you can't, I blame Trump. okay, great. I blame Trump. I blame Trump. Okay, good. Now we've shifted you up to, I don't need to live in this despair. I blame. Now we're going to shift you into apathy. I mean, through, through the sorrow. What are you afraid of? What are you afraid of?
3: I'm afraid I'll do more.
0: Okay. I'm going to tell Sorry. you this, just cognitive restructuring. This is one of the things we do when we're, we're helping someone with fear is Uh we asked some questions which are almost like, what are the probabilities that he could do more? I wanna assure you with this, his Twitter feed, his Instagram, and his Facebook has been shut down. The members of the the floor of Congress, those senators had a rude awakening. They're never giving him power in government again. I'm gonna tell you one other thing, Ellen. I have Uh a very distinct prediction that he will go to jail?
3: Oh, I know he will.
0: Okay, so why are we afraid of him? <laughs> Fucker's going I'm to jail.
3: Afraid in, <laughs> I think I'm afraid is in the next 14 days, or 13 days, whatever it is now, yeah, 12, 12, that he's going to fly off the handle.
0: He can't. He's got no platform. Even if he does fly off the handle, where is he going to get his army? How is he going to... Co- gather the troops I don't know he doesn't have Twitter he doesn't have Facebook he doesn't have Instagram so even if those crazy kooks do you think the National Guard who are just mortified embarrassed the president of Turkey Turkey tweeted out like what's going on guys You know, every country in the world watched that almost like I was just watching The Crown. I don't know if you watch The Crown on Netflix, but there's there's episode in season four. There's this scene where this this mentally ill guy breaks into the to, you know, uh, Windsor Palace uh, or Buckingham Palace. And he gets right into the Queen's room and he's sitting. She wakes up and he's sitting in a chair and he wants to talk to her. And that Mm -hmm. that embarrassed. The entire state, the entire UK was like, how did we just let a madman break into the queen's bedroom? Where's our security? What just happened was such a a massive screw up of white privilege because Trump probably Uh said to his police, stand down and stand by like he did to his Proud Boys. What he didn't expect is those Proud Boys to actually break in. To oh, yeah. the Capitol building, smash windows, and I think it just went too far. And so this was a great this this is a great uh, opportunity for the rest of the world to see what white privilege looks like. Because I'll tell you something: if ten thousand black, indigenous, <sighs> and people of color came storming and one. climbing the walls of the Capitol building, climbing like doing it. they would have been shot. They would yeah, have but shot. I can't
3: even see them doing it. They wouldn't yet. have done it because they'd be
0: terrified, because they know they'd, they'd be do shot down. To do it. We'd be shot. So because yeah. we all got to witness that, we all—I had so many people that were writing, going, "What's going on? Like, who's in charge? Like, who's in charge? White people cannot shoot their own white people. The average age of the people at that protest was was fifty years old. They were forty to sixty year old people. So yeah. are are policemen going to shoot? 50-year-old white women, well, a white woman got shot and killed. That it should be. It's terrible. And that Trump is to blame. So we're going to go through the map of empowerment. Fear is going to get worse. All right. All right. Cognitive restructuring is going to tell us that the chances that it's going to get worse, well, we could say there's a 50-50 chance. It could get worse. I think it's going to get better. I don't think that National Guard is going to allow anything like this to happen again. I think the 20th is gonna be a massive celebration. I think there's gonna be more people in the streets celebrating than any any bit of fear that could happen. I think the women came out with their pink pussy cat, cat, cat hats uh, four years ago, and I think we're gonna come back in, I watched that, yeah. you right? I think we're going to be bigger and stronger and better than ever. I have great hope for the USA now. I feel like it hit a tipping point, and I feel like things are... So if we weren't afraid, let's go higher. Yeah. If we weren't afraid, what would we feel? What would we do? If we weren't afraid, we would start speaking. Instead of the heaviness, we would start saying, shit got real, finally now we can do something about it. Do you guys all see that there is a right wing fringe group that are nut bars?
3: And they've got to do something too.
0: And then what's higher than that? Anger. I'm angry that we've allowed it to get to this place. So what would pride and dignity have you do, Ellen, as a white 60 year old woman? What would pride and dignity and courage have a white 60-year-old woman do?
3: Stand up and... and,
0: Oh, my sister, Uh it is time. Stand up. That's it. There it is. We don't need to have that heaviness. We need to reroute that heaviness and that fear and that anger into the courage to tell the truth to stand in our convictions and to hold the flame of light and truth to anyone who says no no that this is factual this is truth and the United States of America is going to be an amazing country and it and and the only way that it can be amazing is that we can shine light on the darkness finally
3: yeah. Open the door and let people in. Yeah. To say this is the reality of it.
0: This is. And we can't heal it's like nobody it's like the Me Too movement was so freeing for me, Ellen, because I was an angry, under the surface woman all the time and I didn't even know it because I'd been so sexually abused. And then even as a thirty, forty year old woman was still dealing with bullshit. And I couldn't ever come right out and say, do you know what that owner of that company did to me? Do you know what that president of that did to me? Do you know what that guy did to me at dinner one night? I couldn't do that. And I still had other white women and other women sometimes talking to me like I was a Barbie doll. That the Me Too movement empowered me to blow the lid off of it and go, you want to know the effing truth? I'm not angry anymore. I can't even believe how much... That anger has channeled up into I get to have an opinion, i'm gonna stand in the truth i'm gonna i'm gonna share that truth with 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 respect and reason and and um and even love, but I'm sharing it mhm, and Ellen, you're being called as a sixty year old white woman oh, i
3: know I know I've been called before and i I did stuff before um in the 70s well 80s
0: and yeah 90s. and then what and happened then did I'm you get scared let it go by
3: you know but now I think that, yes I'm being called again to
0: oh yes you are bring
3: back to my knowledge and
0: oh yes you are and you know what 40 year old women need 60 year old women as mentors to guide them and say it's okay this is what I really did live in it's the truth yeah this is yeah, the way I it was
3: down the street
0: <laughs> oh, i can see it I so could. ellen you're being called again to, yeah. to stand in your truth and to share the truth and to um to know that together we're better and we're going to do this and you're not alone
3: yeah well I thank you um i feel better
0: yay that's all it takes sometimes is talking it out walking it through yeah and you know you just cast yourself oh,
3: that's I don't have very many people to do that with right now yeah, yeah.
0: um, sign know, up for some mentorship coaching sign up for some mentorship coaching just because it, it isn't doesn't, it isn't because you need to be mentored it's because we all need someone to talk this stuff through with and then it yeah. reminds us that oh my god I'm not alone there's other women that think like me there's a sisterhood all yeah.
3: right yeah, I thank know you. there are.
0: So we're going to end with Oh My Sister, Natalie Hughes. Thank you so much, Ellen, for calling in today. Thank you. All right, thank you. Thank you, Katie. Thank you, everyone who's on the line. And if you're listening for the first time and you'd like to be part of the conversation, on the first Friday of every month, I do this podcast called Co- uh, Chat with Crystal. And all you have to do is um, get the, the, the private call-in number so you can come in and chat with me in our conference room. Uh, and you're safe and you're protected, and I got your back. And we're going to end with Natalie Hughes, my sister.